And uh, yeah, tuned in to Metro FM Talk. And in this youth month, APSA is not just celebrating young people. They're also doing something a bit bigger. Now, they're uh, backing youth-owned uh, small and medium-sized enterprises to grow. That's Africanacity. And APSA is an authorized financial services provider which uh, wants to revive youth-owned uh, businesses and grow them and are committing to backing over 100 youth-owned entrepreneurs around the country. And uh, yeah, tonight we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about how you run the day-to-day nuts and bolts of your business, what's happening under the bonnet of your business. Uh, We're going to talk about money management. We're going to talk about what it is that you do to manage your capital investments in a business. And uh, no better business to speak to tonight than the folk out at Ramtsilo Trading. I love that they manufacture out in Sasselberg. So shout out to the people out in Sasselberg and Zamdela and... uh, Many of the other parts of uh, that neck of the woods who listen to us joined uh, in studio by Kiribone Tsiluane, co-founder and CEO of Ramtsilo Trading. Kiribone, welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening and thank you so much for having us. Yeah, I mean, you bought a brick in, so let's maybe that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good place for us to start. Uh, <laughs> The people in, at security, I understand, were giving you issues. Man. Talistina once. When you know where she's going, where she going with this break? Is she really telling the truth as to why? Talk about Stina Gipoza. <laughs> Talk about Stina Gipoza. Look, you brought the brick in here because I was telling my colleague Andile earlier on, saying, look, uh, tonight we're going to be talking to somebody uh, who it makes bricks from plastic. But maybe there's a genesis and a history to it. So maybe let's start there. You and your sister worked in construction. And I think one of you was an internal auditor as well. And you then decided to create this business. But all of it, I guess, initially came from the construction interests that you had. Talk about Definitely. that. Definitely, Yeah. So um, just one thing. So we're from the Free State. Sure. And the construction background comes from family. Our father had a construction business. Okay. So myself and my sister would go on site. So, yeah, we come from Sasselwerk. And the business started in Sasselwerk. Mm. But currently, our operation plant is actually here in Benoni. And Sasselwerk, we still do a lot of recycling and collection of plastic. Oh, I see. So, so it's part of your value chain. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. And then how we started was actually just growing up in that construction space mm. um, with our dad taking us to construction. For some reason, I would always end up in the office. Yeah. And my sister would always gravitate towards site. And she would go into the trenches and watch projects go from foundation upwards. You know, when you want the numbers, you want to see what's... I mm. want to see what's happening. Yeah. How much money are we making so that sure. I know how much my pocket money will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we grew up like that. For years it went on. And up until we started... Okay, our, our dad registered a business for us. Okay. So my mom is a teacher and she's a disciplinarian. So she yes. was always my mom's a teacher too uh, you know how it is exactly <laughs> <laughs> so we grew up with a lot yeah. of structure around us you know so getting into business was our dad identifying the opportunity you know sure. for young women in the space um, a lot of things were unlocking during that time and so we started with construction projects mm. and only in 2016 is when we actually started venturing into manufacturing of bricks what happened in the construction business that said you know what here here the next step for us is to go further up in the value chain. Yeah, I think and that's that's the most important thing, looking at your value chain and how you mm. can actually integrate other aspects of it. So we identified that we were spending quite a lot on bricks, you know, sure, especially sure. building materials, specifically bricks, because we were doing a lot of general building projects. Yes. So we went in to look for mainstream players who are black female, you know, mm. and we actually struggled to find those. So yeah. we then decided, you know what, actually, let's go in and do this thing. So we started manufacturing the conventional cement bricks, mm. and those were consumed by our construction projects. And it's only up until 2016, mid-2016, we started looking 
looking at, you know, it's, there's a lot of players in the space, sure. in, the, in the brick making space, and people have been there for decades. You know, so we wanted something that was different and set us apart. So we're from the township, homes mm. in the township. So we got to interact with these waste pickers that you see on the Sure, road. sure, and sure. And we got to understand how plastic... Macheres, yeah. Yes, mm. yes, yes. And we got to understand how plastic recycling was actually creating an income stream for them, you know. Mm. So we wanted to do something in the plastic space, and my sister's very OCD about waste. Sure, so we wanted sure. to play in that space. However, not move away from what we know, which is construction and by extension, brick manufacturing. Mm. And we started prototyping this thing for a good year. We were experimenting the use of plastic in brick making. Wow. So, so effectively, I mean, I guess y- you guys found an opportunity in the waste. 100%. 100%. I don't even want to lie. It's definitely in the waste. Okay. So, folks, I've seen this brick, right? Now, you have to walk us through just briefly the process. Yeah. How do you put this brick together? Because I guess that's where all of the tips and the lessons for us are going to come through. Definitely. So, so I want to see the brick just as you talk to it. Definitely. So, in a nutshell, without revealing too much, sure, sure. Um, we utilize all types of plastic. And what is different about this product itself is that we do not. There's no plastic that is visible. So, as you can see, it looks like a conventional brick. And mm. this is what we wanted to do. We wanted a solution that is as plug and play as possible that will not require a contractor to learn how to use it or incur sure, additional cost you sure. know so so it must look very much like the one that would be a burnt brick 100 percent, and it mm. must work the same as as the normal brick mm. so so with the this brick it's the bricks that cure outside in the sun you know so it competes directly with the conventional cement bricks that we know i see so what we wanted was to make sure that you do not we don't create a solution for now so mm. the biggest issue is plastic by its nature does not decompose you know we all know that sure. plastic does not degrade which is the biggest problem so we wanted to make sure that whatever solution we bring in this break, even if in a hundred years time, a building is is demolished. Mm. The plastic is not a problem. So in our manufacturing process, we make sure that we fully process plastic. So even if you break this brick in half, you will not see any plastic. So that oh, is the biggest. Yeah. yeah. And we recycle all types of plastics. So especially the unrecycled plastics. So like your chip packets, your uh, bread packets, mm. all of those are what lands up in landfill and in the oceans because of the fact that they're currently not being recycled. So mm. this solution allows us to be able to recycle those plastics and also plastics that are contaminated sure. so that are not able to be processed. Nearly 10 years in, we need you now to help us. Help us um, with some lessons here for many of our entrepreneurs. Hashtag I can with APSA. Um, so let's m- maybe start off with some lessons you've learned, not just in the manufacturing part, but even in the general building industry. And let's start just on setting up, right? I think a lot of people who are listening to us tonight um, have great ideas, might even have a trade or a skill that they can potentially monetize. But we're stuck. Like there's a log jam. Where do I go? People are coming saying, I see K4, me thousand rand, bafunai, bamba. What do we do? What do we do? Look, I think um, you're right in saying that there's a lot of people with great ideas out there. They mm. just don't know what to do. One thing that I always say, especially when I talk to people who are in my age group, is we are blessed to have a wealth of information. Sure. And we need to utilize our phones the way they intended to make our lives easier. Exactly. Not just for WhatsApp. 100%. Like, if you can go onto WhatsApp, <laughs> you can go onto Google and check how to do these things. Exactly. A lot of the things you're talking about, the CKs, the BEs, mm. you can get them online. CIDB. You can do it yourself. Yeah. 100%. So, 
Yes, there are some that will require money, but mm. not all of them are like that. So yeah. I think when we, in terms of starting, I hear a lot of us asking for money and funding, and we believe that's the starting point. Mm. I think it's getting our, all our systems. I'll call it systems exactly. as an initial starting point of how do you want your business to to be set up. You know, so what is it that you see for your business and set up in such a way that it is not too cumbersome, so you don't mm. have too many things. I think one of the biggest things that irritate me, Ayabonga, is this concept of multiple streams of income. Especially mm. when you're starting off, it's important to specialize. I think a yeah. lot of us are everywhere, and this is what also leads you to be discouraged because now you're doing a lot of things at once, and you can't track whether you're succeeding in you any cannot. one of these things. And you yeah. can't even give your all in mm. any of them because you're doing so many things. Yeah, I believe there's a time and place for everything. Sure. So the multiple streams of income for me, when I look at the successful people out there. They have an area of specialism where we know this is what they do and then they've got other things that they're now generating. But the anchor, there's a core, yeah. 100%. So for me, I think understand that, specialize in what you're doing, make sure that, and don't be be too glued to an idea. Sometimes Mm. it won't work. Sometimes we're sentimental, right? About about the business, about the idea of the business. But yet, when you look at the income statement, I... It's not making sense. sense. Let's talk about that income statement just briefly. Yeah. You've got the trade now, you've built up the systems, you've registered for VAT, you've done all of these things, I guess, right? And you get your big order, first big order. What is the problem in your mind that you're solving for? The moment you get that letter saying, hey, Kiribuni, the money is here, the project is here, because mm-hmm. the money is not there yet, but the project is here. What, what's the decision making looking like at that stage? Because remember, you also have to find the money in order to deliver on the product before the client actually pays you. 100%. I mean, the biggest thing for us in our industry is making sure that it's fit for purpose. So making mm. sure that you've got a quality product, you've got a product that meets the customer specifications because whatever it is that you are going out there and seeking the, the, the business for, you need to make sure that it's something that the customer will be happy with. So one of the first things with one of our bigger customers when we got the first order, before we even looked at how much money is needed in order to facilitate this order, we looked at how we're going to make sure that each from brick one until brick 100,000, mm. they're all consistent in terms of quality. Sure, sure. They're all consistent in terms of strength. You know, it's one of the things that we take for granted when you're manufacturing that the first and the nth product mm. that you're manufacturing are all consistent. Uniform, consistent, 100%. same standard. You will, you'll be surprised that your customer will pick product number 90,000 that you didn't even think of when you're manufacturing. You mm. didn't even notice and they'll come back to you and say, it's because of this that I'm going to cancel this order. And you've invested so much. And we've lost out sometimes where yeah. we had to go back and recall our product. And we saw it's simply because we did not focus on quality. So one of our biggest Quality right management now, in the process. Huge, yeah. It's huge in our manufacturing process. From start all the way to the guy who is loading the bricks onto the truck. Mm. Make sure that you only load quality products. Yo, yo, yo. Now, I guess that's the revenue side of things. How do you deal with this mismatch of when you have to spend to fulfill a client's order and when they pay you, especially if there are massive delays there? Many entrepreneurs who are listening to us tonight have the same issue. Yeah. Uh, and for many small business, micro enterprises, turning over less than 10 million, that's a life or, or death issue. It is. It really is. And I think it's one of the things that government has also tried to push to make sure that invoices are paid within 30 days. Mm. 
most of the time it doesn't really work. I think it's just an admin process from the other side. But I think it's, it's a lot. I don't mm. understand, but I wish we get to that point because it's killing a lot of SMMEs. And, yeah. it's, and, and I talk about government, but it actually happens even in the private sector where you are waiting for invoices to be paid. Mm. But I think in, in responding to your question, it's very important that we also manage our cash flow as, yes. as SMMEs. You know, it's important that you learn how to separate your private expenses from the business it's expenses. not your money. From the time that you have 10 ran in your it's not your account. money it's not yours one thing that we were told from a very very early age was pay yourself make mm. sure that you are paid as an entrepreneur so that you don't tap into your business so when you do get that salary make sure that all your expenses obviously there's certain things you have to hold back on yes but especially when your business is starting off it's important i think i think the instant gratification and the social medias have made us believe that entrepreneurship is easy mm. but when you are starting off there's a lot of things you'll have to hold back on so make sure you pay your essentials from your account and then everything else stays in the business so that allows you it might not be enough to fulfill that order but what happens is if you go to a specific funder with a purchase order yes it's way yes, easier to get yes. funded and if they see that your bank account they'll ask you for a bank statement and when they see that your bank statement actually mm. has money in there and it's not i'm um, swiping certain clubs and certain mm. you know retailers it's easier for you to then get funding to fulfill that order so you don't always have to do it from your pocket and that's one of the things i learned in my audit life now, a lot of these big enterprises are working on credit. And yes. the credit is to fulfill orders and it's to make sure it makes money. You know, the credit makes yeah. money. Yeah, so it's productive credit rather 100%. than just consumptive credit. Yes, 100%. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. it's important that sometimes we look at purchase orders that are so big that we don't know how to fulfill it. But there are ways that you can. And there's a lot of capital raising initiatives out there when mm. you have a purchase order. I think I think that's one of the things, especially with our SMEs. Yeah. It's important that you know when you've got a purchase order um, of thirty thousand rand, mm. you might not have the thirty thousand rand in your account. But if you've got that two thousand rand, and they can see how you're tracking this two thousand sure, rand, and you've sure. got a valid purchase order, you can get funding for that purchase order, and that will help you grow gradually into your business. How do we deal with this challenge uh, where people, as you said, it's not your money, but you see the money coming in, um, and that feels like everything you'd wanted to achieve, right? From from the day you were busy mapping out in your vision board or whatever, saying, you know what, the first day I get this, going straight to the dealership, I'm getting the range, I'm getting... <laughs> you get what I'm saying, yeah, right? I get you. How, how do we deal with that? Because in a sense, as I say once again, that's not your money. That's actually money now that is due for future work. Yeah. That's money for wages. That's money for so many other things. Um, how do we deal with that? And how important is it to have the right support structure around you? Phew, wow. Really, it's it's. I'm going to start with the letter. It's important to have the right support structure. I think we take it for granted, the circle mm. that we keep. And yeah. I keep emphasizing in my spaces the importance of networking. Because sure. it's important that you meet the right people who have you understand the concept of it's not your money and why it's mm. not your money. You know, sometimes we, we might be told and preached to that it's, it is not your money. But if somebody can break it down to you and say, this money is to make sure that you grow other baby monies. Mm. If you keep this money here within two years, if you keep running your business sustainably, within two years, you can go into the dealership and buy the car cash. Mm. But you just, and it mm. might not be too amusing two years now. It sure. might take even sure. longer, but you need to have that vision and you need to have a circle that allows you to be able to cultivate such a mindset, you know? Mm. So I think for us young entrepreneurs, it's a mindset thing. And again, we are lucky because we've got information out there. There's yes. good information and there's bad information. I think as I've seen it a lot, especially with the young entrepreneurs, especially guys who are soon out of high um, uh, school. Yeah, yeah. They start businesses and they expect 
expect to to be driving the Range Rovers tomorrow morning. And you tell yeah, me I need to start kicking bubbles. I can't. Yeah, they want the suit, the tax, right the tie, the, right you know. Now. And mm. you have to make them understand that it's going to take time. And I'm not trying to be funny with yeah. you, but it will take time. And all of those sacrifices, each and every one of them, are going to be worth it. You won't even believe how far your business is going if you can just be disciplined in those first. Mm. I think the, the 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 theory is the first five years of a business. Yes, yes. In those first five years, make sure you save as much as you can mm. from the business. Mm. If you need to eat your norm, if you like eating your certain type of food, sure. you need to stop eating that food for five years. Just so, just have that discipline in you, so that you know you're building for the future. Yeah. But when that time comes, you will not even believe how much of that food you won't even want because you've had so much of it. Two things, just as we wrap up. The one, uh, why do as entrepreneurs do we have to end up being debt collectors because people don't want to pay us? And what tips do you have for us? Systems. Number number two. Okay. Um, the second one is really, I guess, uh, uh, related to the, just this issue you, you've now raised. What can we do in how we run our operations to make sure that people pay us on time, but also that we kind of don't, as soon as the invoice is figured, we pay it also? Look, the first thing is you have to have the right systems in place. I mm. think that word sounds intimidating, but it's as granular as making sure that you've got a you know, terms and conditions in your invoice. Sure. And when somebody comes and buys something from you, they sign their terms and conditions. Which is what, 90 days? It what? depends on what, what the nature of your business. So you look mm. at your cash flow and how you actually are getting money in and getting taking money out okay. in order sure. to pay for your supplies, the type of agreements you have with your suppliers. Some suppliers can allow you that 30 days to pay them so you know that you've got maybe 15 days to make sure that you receive money back. So sure. it's important sure. to put those granular systems in place. And I know the word system sounds very big, but it's really just making sure that you understand your business to to a point where you know on this day money is, ca- is supposed to come in mm. therefore during that period how am I keeping safeguards in place you know sure, so I'll sure. speak to my business I know I've got raw materials that I need to purchase some custom some some suppliers are cash uh, cash, cash on delivery mm. some have a credit but I know that a lot of my customers are cash sure. especially the individuals and then with the retailers I've got a certain amount and are of these time. the people who give you the waste for the bricks no, these are the guys who purchase materials. the finished. Oh, the, the raw materials are cash. Yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. who give me the waste, it's cash. Sure, I mean, sure. it's people that are also just living hand to mouth, so okay. you cannot expect them to wait, you know? Sure. But for some of the other aggregates, you know that you have to pay on that spot. I see. And it's expensive, you know? But when I'm going to receive the money, it might be in 30 days or it might be less. So it's important to get that cash flow balance right. And it, mm. again, it sounds like a difficult thing, but it's literally just your ins and outs. When is money coming in? When is money going out? Manage that. And it's also like we spoke earlier mm. with government you need to make sure that you hold them accountable and sure. use different ways there's social media there's organized business that allows you to be able to voice Access. it when you don't mm. receive your payments on time you know mm. there's really I've, I was impressed a couple of weeks ago when I went to an expo and I learned how organized business is able to be the voice for small businesses sure, and sometimes you sure. don't even have to pay to be part of these these associations you know so I think it's important that we as business people put ourselves out there in terms of getting information but know? it's also seemingly from what all you've said uh, you know Kiriboni about putting in the hours into yourself as an entrepreneur as well yeah. because if we're now I'll come Nandi <laughs> you're not going to be good to your business and I think that's that, that's clearly the reality that if you're not really putting in the hard yards to refine and improve yourself as an entrepreneur, as somebody who, for all intents and purposes, you know, the business dies or lives as a result of yourself. And in your case, you and your sister. And, you know, it's about making that investment in yourself as well. 100%. Awesome stuff. Kiribani, back with us next week. Uh, we're going to be chatting next week. I want us to talk about how Kwezindose Systems is telling us building a team. Because oh, wow. you, of course, yeah. <laughs>
Kosiami. Building a team, finding partners, you know, onboarding people, uh, all of those nuts and bolts of managing in particular the greatest asset of any business which is its people and uh, yeah how we can do that in our small businesses so uh, Kiriboni we'll have to leave it there for this week as always a pleasure catching up with you many people want to see the brick I've shared it on the socials you might want to share it again Doubting Thomas types. So I we'll have it. to. <laughs> I get plastic and bricks. Sounds very weird. I get it. Do check it out. Out on at Ramtilo on uh, Twitter uh, and uh, also on uh, my Twitter as well on at AYKawe. And uh, yeah, check it out. The brick is real. It's here in studio. And uh, yeah, Kiri Bonitilwane sharing with us uh, all of her nuggets of wisdom in her journey in the world of business. She's a co founder and CEO out at Ramtilo Tradings. And she joins us again next week. Uh, Kiri Boni, till next time. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.